0: Welcome to the Divorce Confidant Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Bartholomew, and this is a community of women ready to move through the divorce process and on to better futures. We are single ladies, solo mamas, and empty nesters, navigating divorce, learning to co-parent, reclaiming control, dreaming big, and building amazing new lives as confident single women. Let's dig deep to gain clarity. Uncover new passions, and discover your God-given purpose. It's time to step into your strength and grow your faith as you start this next chapter of your life. We were never meant to do life alone, so grab your latte or rosé, and let's get started together. Welcome back to the Divorce Confidant Podcast. This is episode number 10, and I am your host, Joy. I was talking to my ex a little while ago, and he said he got a question from a mutual friend. He got the question, hey, are you and Joy back together? Are you guys seeing one another? And he was like, no, why? And the guy said, well, I, I saw you talking at this event, and you guys were chit-chatting and hanging out together, and I thought you guys were back together. And no, no. We are not, and that's not in the cards. And that's perfectly fine. That's just not the way it's going to be. But it did get me thinking that there are people who can become friends with their ex. There are people who will never again speak to their ex and always have animosity towards them. So I thought that that would be a really interesting topic to dive into today. Can you make friends with your ex? You know, there are so many parts of divorce with the paperwork and kids. And at the end of the day, this was a person you knew. This was a person you loved, you vowed to stay with forever. And that just doesn't all just go away. It doesn't go away. Even with the divorce, there's still sometimes something left over, even if it's just conversational. So last week, we talked about forgiveness. Can you forgive and forget? Can you forgive and work through that process? And can you forget and move on? So where I don't know that forget is necessarily the correct word, I look at it more that you acknowledge it, you reconcile it, you learn and grow from it, and you take those lessons away so that way you can apply them in those next situations apply them to your next dating situation, apply them to any other relationships that you have. Because how many people do you see out there date the same guy, the same type of guy over and over and over again, and they don't see the same red flags popping up because they've never applied those previous lessons. So I think if we forget, then we can't learn and grow and apply those lessons forward. But with forgiveness, we can, Over time, I think lose that intensity of our potential hatred for that ex spouse, maybe for what they've done or for that situation that they put in. You know, there's that intensity of love and then there's intensity of hatred. And once those slowly fade, where do you stand? And that's where maybe the friendship can come in. Did you know that actually love and hate activate the same area of the brain? The insular area determines the intensity of emotion, doesn't decide whether it's positive or negative. It just shows how strong it is, some spectrum of intensity. They're on the same spectrum of intensity. So I think Eli Weitzel's quote of the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference, very much stands to reason. So much feeling and emotion is in both love and hate that the opposite can only be the lack of a feeling or emotion. You take away that feeling, you take away that intensity, and you just get indifference. And I think in that space of indifference is where friendship with an act may actually work. Granted, it is going to be hard at the beginning. There are way too many feelings. And are you even going to be able to be civil or have good communication? Are you going to be able to co-parent People still struggle at co-parenting at the very beginning, even though they know that the communication, that dialogue is just there for the benefit of the children. It doesn't matter. They still don't want to even be faced with that spouse, that ex-spouse. So this is going to take time and space. And then once you find that forgiveness, once you can move into a more neutral place, then you're going to even have to add boundaries. There's so much to it. 62% of people surveyed said it's okay to have a friendship with your spouse, your ex-spouse, but to wait. This is not going to be something that comes overnight. But to move forward with your own self, you're going to have to create your own life. You're going to have to heal yourself. You're going to have to work through all of that healing of your own emotions before you can ever entertain the thought of bringing this person, maybe somebody who hurt you back into your life. And I'm talking potentially hurt you emotionally. I'm not talking about physical abuse. I'm not talking about something where you definitely want to stay away from this person. What I'm talking about is if they hurt your feelings or you didn't see this divorce coming from anywhere, they walked out and you didn't know it was coming. I'm talking about that type of more emotional hurt. This healing process this time and space that you need to take is all about you now. You need to decide what you want. You decide what you need. And you can decide what's too much, what's too fast. Because if you don't, this can just lead to more pain. You don't want to do that to yourself. You want to make sure that you're in a good headspace before you would ever try to make any kind of connection, friendship connection with your ex. And here's where we kind of need to dive in, right? Like, why? Why is it that you want to be friends with your ex? So some studies have been done, and there are a few different reasons why people want to be friends with their ex. One is security. Sometimes this is emotional support. This is the person maybe that you've always turned to for advice or who you trusted or who you depended. But now that you're no longer together, Is that appropriate for you to rely on this person? Maybe you relied on them 100% before, but I think what's gonna have to happen is you're gonna have to break out a little bit and find some new opportunities to grow some new people to get advice and trust from. Because if you're so dependent on this one person, then are you really gonna be able to heal and separate yourself from them? Or is that always going to be a crutch? And then what happens when they get a new girlfriend or a new spouse, and now you're trying to have these kind of advice and conversations with your ex, that's going to create friction in that new relationship. So you have to be careful with that. Sometimes these are practical, and these practical reasons are going to be More financial or if you have children together, your financial obligations might be a house or a business or investment that you have together. And that just might be putting some boundaries up to make sure that maybe conversations stay in that realm. The same thing with your children. You can be friendly, but not friends. You can be cordial with that person and communicate as a co-parent, but you don't have to be friends with them what works now with that person may not work later. So there are going to have to be adjustments that are made throughout this relationship. As it evolves, it's going to have its ups and downs, and you're going to have to be able to flow with that a little bit to make it work for you. Another reason why people are friends with their ex is out of civility. Let's be friends, non-confrontational. Maybe the relationship ended amicably. Maybe it was a mutual decision to part ways and maybe it's not that big of a deal to have friends in common or to be seen or go to places in common or activities together and maybe that's okay that you can still do that but the one that is the most dangerous the one that i feel is really kind of on thin ice well a lot of thin ice like pretty much no ice at all is those unresolved romantic feelings i want to stay friends with my ex And those underlying reasons and and rationale is that they're still romantic feelings. That can be so bad. You're putting yourself in this as friends, but very much you're risking that emotion, that emotional state for yourself. You're being friends with them, but at what cost to yourself? It may end up in a rebound. It may end up in a short stint back together, but there may be manipulations. Maybe this person, your ex, realizes that you still want to be together. Maybe he realizes you haven't lost that love and feeling and he's bored or in between girlfriends or whatever the case might be and wants to get back together, but maybe it's not truly intentional what you want. The end result isn't what you want. So you need to know that sometimes it's just better to go cold turkey, right? (laughs) And cut it off completely and have no contact and just be done. It's going to come down to the fact that you're going to be able to say, I love myself. I'm more important than he is. I love myself more than I love him. And I need to do what's best for myself. So therefore, I can't have this friendship with him because it's going to be so detrimental to myself. And I am telling you this one from experience. I did this after my divorce. I was in a relationship and I thought it was the one. Like I thought to my bone that this was my person. But once we broke up and I would see this person in different places, and conversations would start or a text would go back and forth with just a funny story. It was like getting drawn back in. And I kept thinking that there were opportunities, right? That something was available to me that wasn't. And it took literally just not having conversations for me to be able to move on, for me to be able to move on and reestablish Myself, get myself into a good headspace and a good heart space to move into another romantic relationship. But those are those hard lessons sometimes that we have to learn. And I needed to know that I wasn't getting what I wanted and what I needed and what I deserved out of that quote unquote friendship because it really wasn't. It was just too hurtful and it wasn't where I needed to be in that headspace. If you love essential oils and a toxin-free home, you'll love Simply Earth. Simply Earth has the purest single oils and oil blends, along with supplies and diffusers to help you up-level your essential oil game. Their subscription box has four full-sized oils, recipes, and extras each month. Use the code JOYFREE when you order your first box and get a $39 gift card emailed directly to your inbox. Also, 13% of proceeds on every order are donated to help combat human trafficking. Head on over to simplyearth.com to start your essential oil journey. So if you're going to be friends, what is that? Is that just purely platonic? And if it's purely platonic, what are those rules going to be? You know what I mean like if you're friends with somebody friendships have a basis they're encouraging they're uplifting they're helpful they're non-judgmental is this a space that you can invite your ex into? Is this something that you feel that you can get from this person and that you can give to this person? Because friendship is a two-way street, right? You can't just expect your ex to be non-judgmental and then you can throw things back. Like You're going to have to make sure that that is a two-way street. And so is that something that you can do? Is that something that your ex can do? There's an AP poll that says 60% of people polled say just end the relationship, just to be done with it. <laughs> you know, Again, go back to that cold turkey, just be done with it because it can be just too hard, right? But that same poll, the same grouping of people said that 90% said that you should stay friends if you had children in common, which makes sense, right? Because you're going to have to have some level of communication. You're going to see each other at various events. So there has to be some way of making that happen. And divorced Americans and divorced people who were polled said of themselves, 21% were friends with their ex and 44% were on speaking terms. I mean, which is good. We are looking at, you know, math and public, 65% right there are friends or friendly speaking terms with their ex. I don't know what the other of the people, what their situation is. But if 65% can be on speaking terms and friendly, then that goes along with those statistics. But there have to be rules. So that way you know what to expect in this new relationship with your old ex. So rules have to be, number one, there is no flirting. There are no hookups and there are no emotional alcohol-induced texting. It's just not going to be a thing. It's not going to be any of those Joey Tribbianis, like how you doing looks. It's not going to be any of that stuff. It has to all be above board. The problem is this gets so dangerous because it could only be one-sided and then it could be very hurtful. And then you've got all this other drama in your past. And what's that going to do? It's going to lead to all that anger and resentment and fights. And it's going to bring up all of the ugly, nasty stuff that had happened before, even though you said you forgave them. There's going to be new stuff and we are going to dig deep and we are going to find other things to bring up from the past. You know it as well as I do. So it's just better if there's no flirting and none of that activity that goes along with it because it just isn't going to end well for anybody. You're going to set those boundaries. You're going to set emotional boundaries, right? Like this is not my person to cry on their shoulder. This is not my person. I've had a really rough day. I don't know what to do. I need to call somebody at nine o'clock at night you know, those physical boundaries, like we were just talking about, like the no flirting, no touching, no hand holding, you know, like the sweet little back rub. Oh, my neck hurts. Sweet little back rub turns into, I think he wants me back. And again, what does that do? That leads down the drama road and nobody needs to go down that road. So make sure there's a road closure sign up. Make sure nobody even goes down that road and you're going to need to set boundaries on communication. Texting and talking. When do you text? When do you talk about what subjects? Well, things are off limit. You need to give this person space. They can't be there for everything. They can't be your go-to person because again, what's going to happen when they get their own new go-to person and you're going to be that third wheel. And here we go again, leads to that anger, resentment and fights. And you just want to stay out of that zone. So make sure you set boundaries. Lastly, you just can't rehash the past. And I don't care if this is good or bad, right? You can have good past, you can have bad past, but we're not gonna rehash the past. We're not gonna go down that good memories of remember that great vacation, because it's gonna get distorted and it's gonna be those rose colored glasses and everything is gonna be overemphasized in that good realm. And all of a sudden you're gonna be like, well, why did we break up? This was so good. Look at all these good memories we have. And it's gonna get a little foggy there. So you're going to have to take that neutral approach, okay? You're going to have to kind of go down that little road of non-romantic memories, maybe just keeping it in line with the kids, keeping it in line with holidays or family events, but maybe not things of you as a couple. And the same thing on the bad side, right? You're going to have those good memories. You're going to have those bad memories. And nobody wants to go down that road at all because I'm sure that rabbit hole just goes on forever. So we just don't want to keep throwing that in their face because is that really true friendship? Is that really true forgiveness? If that's what we're doing is bringing that back at them, we really haven't forgiven them. So if if you're going to keep latching on to those negativities, then it's better just to stay separate and maybe not be friends. Be friendly, be cordial when you need to be, but maybe take Friends off the table. So sometimes it's just good to have a clean break. Sometimes it's the most practical. No softening the blow, just end it. Rip the band aid off and just it's over and be done with it and let it go. Sometimes you're going to have to maybe block the person on text. Maybe they aren't in the same rules that you are. And maybe it's going to have to get a little harsh and maybe you're going to have to try and set down these boundaries. Like, look, you know, it's really done and over and there's no opportunity for us to be friends. I just don't see that moving forward, right? If you're parenting and you have issues with parenting, you can always use the co-parenting apps. There are several of them out there. We're going to be doing a whole episode just on the co-parenting apps. They have some great opportunities for communication, for texting. And they even set the tone, which I think is interesting. They'll even tell you, Ooh, oh, oh, I, don't, I don't know if that was the tone you want to use when you're sending something. So they're not just going to check your grammar and spell check you. You're going to check on how you're presenting that information. But sometimes you are going to need that very clear, very distinct boundary that you are not moving forward as friends after the breakup occurs. Sometimes you're going to decide that you do want to be cordial and friendly. And you want to stay on good terms with that person. But even if you're not actually friends, and that's okay, that's your decision to make. You're allowed to do that. They can want to be friends. They can want to not talk to you. And and if you want to remain cordial, then that path is always open, right? You're just putting out there what your willingness is. They have to reciprocate. It has to work both ways. If they want to be cordial and friendly, and you do, you run into them someplace, great, but you're not going to be reaching out and texting each other as friends, and that's perfectly fine. Because being friends takes so much more time and work, and only you can decide if that's an option for you. You do need to wait. You do need to give yourself time before you go there. You need to give yourself space. You need to allow yourself to grieve the loss of that relationship. You have to be able to heal your emotions. You have to go through the hard stuff. You can't skip it. If you do, it's just going to come back to you later. Do the work. Heal your emotions. Make sure your kids are good with this. And it's best to approach this new relationship with your ex as a friend. That's a whole new relationship. If he's truly your friend, are you going to keep calling him your ex or is he your friend? Right? Like you're going to have to decide what the state of this relationship is. Is it just an ex? Is it friendly and cordial? Are you friends? Again, there's that sliding scale of wherever you want it in between, and you can decide that for yourself. But take the time to focus on you before deciding what level of access you want to allow your ex. You may discover through this process that you are a completely different person And you have nothing in common with this person that you were once married to. You have nothing in common with this person who you had children with. Nothing in common with this person that you are divorced from because you've been able to recreate yourself and you are independent and you are strong and capable and you have moved on to something better. So don't worry about the labels. Decide for yourself where you want to be on that friendship scale with your ex and move forward from there. If you need any more help or assistance in this area, I am happy to chat with you. Just head on over to Instagram and send me a DM. I'm at divorce underscore confidant or pop on over to the website, divorce-confidant.com and just go ahead and set up a meeting. And we can get that scheduled and we can chat and go over any questions that you might have. Can't wait to see you here again next week. Have a lovely week. Thank you for joining me today at the Divorce Confidant Podcast. To connect and find more resources, visit me at divorce-confidant.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to click and follow. See you next week.